world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. Oh my God, show 533. Five, I've three, been three. so busy getting the new edition up and running, which you'll all be seeing shortly. If you, if you want a tour, come in and ask for a tour. We're just firming up a few last minute punch list details, but this is the closest we've been in a very long time to opening Mount Gunmore. And uh, I reported a few months or years ago that we, in New Jersey, we no longer had uh, three branches of the government. We no longer had separation of powers. You know, we rule by executive fiat. And uh, it doesn't just stay in New Jersey, obviously, because, uh, you know, Rich McBride, another listener here, but, and myself in the news and everybody has seen the report with the CDC eviction moratorium. Mm-hmm. So the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that in June... Uh, they ruled in June that you, the moratorium for stopping landlords from evicting people was to end because of blaming the pandemic. Because here's what we have. We have, um, we have the, the, the elites and the socialists in this country that look at landlords as evil capitalists. Oh, of course. All right. Yeah. And All those people who have uh, come over, uh, our ancestors, right, who came here and uh, bought a two-family house and rented out the basement just so they could make ends meet. Those evil capitalists like that. Yes, and the renters, obviously, are the, the people, uh, and they should not have to uh, pay rent. It should be free. Right. On the backs of the landlords. Now... Is there not slumlords out there that own thousand units in inner cities <laughs> yes. that don't fix the heat and right. the leaks and the mold problems? Right. For sure. So we're using a wide brush, and we're pu- we're pooling all landlords together, including the people that bought a two-family house and sacrificed and have to deal with tenants with kids running up and down on the second floor of their house so that they could pay their mortgage so that they could live in a decent neighborhood and send their kids to school. And by the way, that's not a white thing. No. Okay. I grew up in a diverse neighborhood as a kid, and most of the landlords in my neighborhood were first-generation immigrants. Right. Exactly. Of every color. Yep. And they had tenants, and that's how you that's how you bootstrap and get yourself and your family to the next level. You bought a two- or three-family house, and then the American dream was to someday own a single-family home. Well, the Biden administration... He turns around with the CDC. This is right from Rich McBride. The CDC empowered an issue, to, an edict, to take away private property rights and trash legal contracts. All right? Uh, and Biden said that the constitutional scholars that reviewed his executive order said it was unconstitutional, but he was doing it anyway until the courts sorted out. A la, what was her name that came here? Uh, <laughs> I forgot her name already. Loretta Weinberg, remember? Yes. Well, we just passed the law, and then we let the courts sort it out. Right. So right. as Richie says, this is what turns a country into a banana republic. So we no longer have a balance of power, okay? He's saying the Biden regime has wiped its collective ass with the Bill of Rights. I agree. Yeah. Now, he, Richie made a great point on this one, ladies and gentlemen, because, you know, the sword cuts both ways. What's to stop the Biden administration from ordering draconian gun control or outright confiscation because an unelected bureaucrat considers firearms a national health problem? Nothing. It could happen now. This could be a good test case. Look, the press, 
the, 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 the legacy media, no one complained about this. No, not at all. We have a sitting president went up to the podium and says, I know this is unconstitutional and the courts will overturn it, but I'm doing it anyway to buy time so that hopefully Congress will pass a law or an extension. They let it expire, Congress, because they're getting pressure from landlords and tenants alike. Eventually, you have to let the free market prevail. The government can't be involved in every aspect of our lives, even though that what they want right so there's nothing that can stop them uh, i'm telling you this is the slippery slope so in new jersey california we know what it's like where we only have one branch of the government and it's basically a dictatorship just like cuomo with his political dynasty in new york you know i wasn't going to hit on that too much but i'm going to hit on it a little bit all right so andrew cuomo if you don't know harpo cuomo uh, fredo's brother his father, Mario Cuomo, was the governor of New York, I don't know, 20 or 5 or 30 terms. And then he had some scandals as well. And then, of course, his son has been the governor for three terms and getting ready to run for a fourth term, by the way. Uh, talk about dynasties. So their last name's Cuomo. Andrew Harpo Cuomo's first wife, or first and only wife, she was a Kennedy Yep. And yeah, and all three of Cuomo's daughters, he doesn't have any sons, all three of his daughters, they're named like Margaret Kennedy Cuomo, Joanne Kennedy Cuomo. I don't know their first names, by by the way, but they've hyphenated their last names so that they could show that they're, they belong to two political dynasties. Right. Right? This guy has had 11 credible sexual harassment complaints against him. This anti-gun zealot, all right, this this god damn it first here with three daughters all right he's a bully forget about the people oh, he's he a killed. horrible horrible yeah. human being yeah to forget about the people he's killed in a nursing homes that's a whole nother issue and then interesting to too addressed. though i mean that this is the thing that they're going to hang him, hang him on a hook for not for killing tens of thousands of people Correct. To, to really placate the nursing home lobbies and, and all the rich folk in the, uh, in the areas where the good hospitals were. So we got to get rid of these old people, get them into nursing homes, because they're going to die anyway, the COVID thing. And we'll put them into nursing homes, which placates the nursing home lobby. Uh, we don't do anything with that. And listen, don't be misled by people calling for him to resign. Yeah, the Democrats that are calling for him to resign, they're grandstanding. Yeah, yeah, they're grandstanding for their own political safety. Well, I asked him, I, I demanded that he resign. He will, the, the, the Assembly and the Senate in New York and the uh, career politicians are calling for his impeachment, but they won't do it because they won't. you know how much dirt he oh, has on them? Got, oh, exactly right. This guy is a scuzz. He's got more crap on everybody there, and he's going to be, he's going to, he's going to, all he's going to say is, hey, uh, sure, Jack, you want to, you want to impeach me? Uh, I got this whole folder here on you. That ain't going to happen. He will release the hounds on oh, all of them, betcha. Sandy. Oh, yeah. And so they're asking, they're asking him to resign, but they do not mean it. So remember that. Now, you want to talk about first tier, how we're banned, Facebook, everybody gets banned, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, Twitter. A top Facebook communications manager helped Cuomo's office leak confidential files about one of his accusers. Okay, seriously, her name is Danny, D-A-N-I, Lever, L-E-V-E-R. So listen to this. So here's Danny Lever, who's a liberal and a female and a champion of women and all things democratic, right? Right. She helps Cuomo try to disparage another female Democrat who was working for Cuomo, obviously, because she's also a female and she's a liberal and she believes in the same policies. So they eat their own as well. Right. right. So Danny Lever, a former Cuomo aide, joined the governor's staff in 14 and later she became the first female press secretary and eventually his director of communications. Well, when she, in 2018, when she was alerted by Cuomo staff about this uh, unwanted sexual advances and non-consensual kisses and stuff, she got the personal files of Boyland, this, the, the accuser, and she leaked them to the press right. to disparage this Lindsay Boylan woman, okay? 
at the time, she was working with Facebook, too. She had both jobs. She's full, full-time at Facebook now. So this is how it works. I mean, these poor women that, that went through this. I mean, one of the women that was on his staff, Sandy, was a rape survivor. Yeah. And every time Cuomo was alone with her, he wanted her to describe yeah. the rape and yeah. the sexual assault. He's a sick puppy this guy what he was doing ladies and gentlemen if you're not if you're not aware of this he was grooming her yeah right he was trying to find that wedge to get in exactly he wanted her to become like his sexual concubine this sick depraved man who has three daughters by the way yeah right and then we have his brother fredo at cnn who we found out while all of this was going on he was working with his brother's team on how to answer this stuff. Meanwhile, he's talking on the news and not reporting about his brother's sexual harassment scandals. How could you even take CNN seriously at one iota anymore after something like this? And he hasn't been asked to step down. They haven't pulled his credentials or anything. Literally in bed with a sexual predator. Right. Right. I, I mean, I, I just don't under I just don't understand it. How does he get a pass for protecting his brother? I, I, I don't understand. No punishment and yeah. no word from him about anything. Like you said, this is the first tier, Pete. This the, is the, the first let's look at group. how they protect each yeah. other. Oh, of course. All right. Look at how they protect each other 24-7. If this was somebody on the right, they would have been on them 24-7. People, we, we, we don't get it. We're screwed. All right, we're third tier. We're screwed. We're law-abiding, tax-paying citizens. There is pretty much nothing, you know. That's why I've been canceled on so many social media platforms. That's why so much of my, um, so much of my social media stuff is shadow banned. I get emails all the time. I can't find you. I'm not getting your alerts. I'm not getting this anymore. We're not allowed to speak our side. The masters of the universe are running everything. Yeah, all right, and. Right. Wow. So anyway, so he was allowed to operate all of his time because of who he is and who he's connected to. And he's a freaking bully. And he got to, you know, one of the women was a state trooper. He asked for the state trooper to be on his detail, Sandy. He ran his hand down her back. Yeah. He ran his fingers across her midriff. He asked her, she's pretty ballsy. She's in her late 20s. He asked her, so what age do you think would be appropriate for me to date? And know what she said to him? At least as old as your daughter's. <laughs> and, you know, uh, she wasn't qualified to be his bodyguard. No, uh, no. They changed the rules. She didn't have protect, protection detail training. Right, exactly. But they changed the rules in order to make it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. This guy is just a predator. Oh, my God. He does not belong out in the public. But again, listen to me. He is not going to resign ever, ever, ever. And he'll continue his in his head. You know, one of his biggest protectors, his secretary or chief of staff, was a woman. She was one of the biggest ones where, like, they have this office, uh, office of the um, governor's office of executive whatever. Like, it's like the complaint office. Any women that went to this HR office to complain, it was reported back to Cuomo and the insiders. And then this woman was, like, shipped off to Siberia or they passed disparaging stuff. They did the exact opposite of what they were supposed to do. And uh, Letitia James, who went after him hot and heavy, they used to be friends. Remember, they were both the two of them together were going to shut the NRA down. Right. Right now, she went into him hot, man. And this morning, we're taping the show on a Friday morning. Accuser number one filed criminal charges against him. Four DAs, uh, different district uh, counties in New York, are uh, exploring uh, charges against him. Well, he's going to start. She doing doesn't want to do it because she wants to run for governor. That's what this is all about. Because he's not left enough. Can you believe that? Andrew Imagine. Cuomo is not left enough for <laughs> for the squad and the rest of the the loons in New York State. He, <laughs> I can't even believe that came out of my mouth. But but it's true. It's true. It's it's absolutely one hundred percent true. She, she she's going to run the show when he's gone, but he's not leaving. I mean, they named the Tappan Sea oh, no. Bridge after yeah. his father. Right. You want to talk about yeah. political dynasties? Just, yeah, he's just—he's <laughs> not, not going to go. He's—they—the voters may vote him out, but he ain't leaving on his own accord. Nope. Uh, by the way, the husband and wife in Missouri, the McCluskeys, <clears throat> they were pardoned by the governor. 
These, those were the ones where the people came on their private property during the whole, whole the protest. Armed the armed mob who tore mob. down the, the gate. gate. Yeah, to the to the they private weren't trespassing. No. They were just walking by. Yeah, just walking you know? by with the gate in their hands. Yeah. Yes, and so they were they were uh, they were got a full pardon. He's running for senate or something. Mark yeah, he's, yeah, he said way. he was going to do that. He's yeah. so pissed off. He was a high-profile civil rights lawyer, by the way. Right, he, Democrat. He was, yeah, I, he, yeah, he wasn't an evil person. No, okay? no. And, uh, you, know, you know, I don't agree with Bill Maher hardly ever. Uh, I don't watch him anymore. But I get all of these news feeds because I'm not allowed to see Twitter or anything. Not that I would give that dirty hippie a dime. But... Uh, you know, Bill Maher is like, how bad does this atmosphere we're living in have to be before people who say cancel culture is overblown, you know, admit it, that is, in fact, it's an insanity that is swallowing up the whole world. I don't think it's swallowing up the whole world. I think it's swallowing up um, the United States, Yeah, not not the whole world. I think we're the most woke. Uh, and we are the cancer of the world. Can you, you know, can you believe how it's evolved into that? We are, We have become the cancer of the world. Yeah. So here's what he wrote. He wrote, uh, he wrote, young people have to stop flattering themselves that, that they're Nostradamus and would be foreseen that they have been around back then, uh, everything that is accept- unacceptable now. And for further context, he wrote, Mel Brooks write one of the most successful musicals of all time around the song Springtime for Hitler. He goes, why do we allow the people who just want to bitch to always win? He asked before citing more examples, including a musical director who was fired after a 1994 interview surfaced in which he admitted to bullying his classmate as a kid. Imagine that. He wrote, this is called a purge. It's a mentality that belongs in Stalin's Russia. How bad does this atmosphere we're living in have to get before the people who say cancel culture is overblown admit that it is in fact an insanity that is swallowing up the world? All right, you know, at one point, Marr even had to chide his audience for applauding what he clearly meant as sarcasm because they don't understand anymore. No, they, it's, it's so sad. And he wrote, Marr also said, and this is not a conservative position, my friends, he said later in a segment, my politics have not changed, but I'm reacting to politics that have. And this is yet another example of how the woke invert, the, thing, the very thing that used to make liberals liberals, snitches and bitches, that's not being liberal. He's absolutely right. We we're, we can't talk anymore. This whole canceled, you'll lose your job. Could you imagine this guy lose his job for admitting being a bully in 1994 in the interview? So when was he bully? In 1964, 84, 74? <laughs> right. So it's ridiculous. And now... <laughs> And now they're, they're they fired him before it. They're gonna they're gonna let him go. I mean, it's it's completely backwards. It, when I say it's completely backwards, I just don't understand how how this could be this way anymore. And he's right. But you know, the biggest thing is it's not only social media. It's people can now communicate v- faceless. Because yeah, like when right. people write disparaging stuff about me online, one thing I always write, I go, I'm, I don't know everything, but one thing I am certain of, you would never, ever say that to my face. Yeah. Right? That's, That's the right. one thing I am fully certain of. That's right. You soy boy or whatever it is you are, you would never say it. You're hiding behind a fake screen name and a goofy anime picture or whatever, yep. and you're calling me stuff. You would not tell. Where I grew up, we didn't talk like that. No. Because we talked no. face to face. That's right. And that's and one of the problems. there were consequences for what one Correct. would say. There is no consequences yeah. for the rage mob, but never take a knee to right. the rage mob. I'm telling you right now. Never. And it is the difference. You know, what's interesting is, is that the people who are going to save us or begin to save us are probably about nine years old right now because of the swing from the me generation to the we generation and back. We were the tail end of the me generation, that that generation that believed in rugged individualism, yes. that what you did, you you did on your own and you took your own consequences for your actions. Now it's just the, you know, the whole, the vernacular of today. Oh, our team did this and our team did that. Join our team. Uh, businesses aren't started by teams. Cures aren't invented by teams. They're invented by individuals who come out 
of the pack and do something entirely different mm-hmm. for which they're bastardized from the get from get go laughed at chided and then attacked yep yeah not teams nope teams so, are the ones that get behind and and follow in their wake right yes so listen to this this is uh john uh, mcconnell sent me this and this is from the what could possibly go wrong file illinois state police website hacked gun owner data was compromised what could possibly go wrong with that <laughs> right exactly our tax paying dollars can't yep. pay for a firewall or anti-hacking no, why devices should it, why should we care about that you know um <laughs> Marty sent me an email. He was here with his... Marty, uh, hey, listen, I I have to take a break. Uh, Marty put us over the top at the VHS of Ocean County. Marty Marty saw we were short of the goal, and he made it up. Thank you, Marty. Marty, you're the best. Marty and his lovely wife stopped by the other day to shoot. Marty was wearing a cool um, Hawaiian shirt, (laughs) and he wrote... uh, he goes, uh, as you remember, I bought an additional copy of Crime Proof for my college grad daughter. I know she's going to look at it and put it on a shelf, if I'm lucky. I see there are things that are not relevant to her right now. For example, hospital patient safety. And she's got a heavy pre-med course load. So I'm annotating, annotating the areas, I think, uh, that do apply to her life and hopefully get her to read those chapters. I highly encourage people to start to read this book in bits and pieces because reading some of it is better than reading none of it. If you live in a sprawling suburbia and no building in your town is above three stories, you can probably put the elevator safety in the read later column. But if you have a college kid, then by all means, highlight the campus security section. And if you're a traveler, by all means, push the travel protection to the forefront. Best, Marty the vegan pilot. Marty, you're right. Uh, I tell, I just had customers come in the other day before they went on vacation. They uh, read the book in the travel sections. And uh, when they came back from vacation, they told me that it changed their entire perspective. The wife actually said that traveling through the airline on the plane and back out was not as enjoyable as it normally was because she felt like she was always on guard. Hmm. And I said, you know what? But you got home safe, right? Yep. So it's, you know, just like we used to say, uh, what did uh, Cooper say? Carrying a gun should be comforting, not comfortable. Unfortunately, when you go out with your toolkit of preparedness, it's you can't be the conditioned white eight-year-old child that's running around screaming. You have to be the 30-year-old mom or dad who takes responsibility for the protection of your family. It's called being the sheepdog. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. How much time do we have left on the segment? We've got about uh, nine minutes. All right, so I get this email from Nishan Garabian. Garabian. You didn't get this. It just came in this morning. Good evening, Anthony. I have this last night. I have a topic that I would love to hear you talk about and give your input on the Gunfire Radio Show. I don't know if it's been discussed before, but it is on my mind recently because I signed up to take the holster draw class in a couple of weeks. The topic is about keeping around in a chamber for your home defense firearm as a New Jersey resident. I've read a lot of great information and watched a lot of videos over the last year on the difference between having around chambered and only having a loaded mag where you still need to rack the slide. I myself am confident enough with my firearm handling as I have taken the time to get continuous training and also practice often. So I have no issue keeping my home defense guns loaded with one in the chamber and their quick access. Well, let's do this paragraph first. It's a lengthy email. I'm not an advocate of not having round in the chamber. If you're going to have a gun ready to go, it should be an on-off switch. That magazine should be loaded. There should be one in the chamber. You can do a press check and check it, uh, Nishan. Um, And then, of course, it should be in a quick access, like simplex lock safe or something. All right. Unless you don't have kids in the house or unauthorized people coming into the house. So, you know, the Israelis back in the day, they used to draw and rack the slide to, to, to put a round in a chamber. I'm it. There's there's no upside to not having one in a chamber. It's all downside. And you see that on every uh, cop show and every uh, wh- whatever, where they're always racking around into the sl- uh, into the chamber. And, and, and you're like, what? Yeah, that's movies. Yes. That's just for dramatic effect. Right. So his next paragraph is, but what about all these new gun owners who are just now buying their first firearm to protect themselves? 
what is the best thing for them to do aside from just getting training, which is what they need to do anyway to prevent an accident or a mistake. There is this notion among so many gun owners that keeping their home defense firearm loaded with a mag inserted but not around chambered makes them feel safer to handle the gun because you know that if they want to move their gun around the house that it's possible to have an accidental impossible to have an accidental discharge or negligent discharge because there isn't a round chambered. Uh, I strongly disagree and the gun should be either in a holster or it should be in some kind of quick access box. And again, now, all right, so if you decide that you were going to keep your gun with one round out of the chamber, you're going to have to go to the range and practice that all the time. You're going to have to practice racking the slide before you shoot. It's definitely counterintuitive to what we're taught in, in the gun industry. Uh, he goes on, want to make the accidental negligence. And if the time should ever come where they need that gun at a moment's notice to protect themselves, then they will just simply rack the slide and get it ready for action. I've watched so many security videos of home invasions where the homeowners literally had no time to rack the slide, much less even get their gun out and the, and the gun and a gun that was ready to rock would have handled the threat immediately. Exactly. Listen, fight or flight reflexes kick in. You lose your fine motor functions. There is a good chance that when you go to rack that slide, you're going to induce a jam. Take a uh, safe action pistol like a Glock type or Smith & Wesson M&P. You should be able to just pick it up and point and squeeze the trigger. There are times, uh, Nishan, where people have lifted their gun up and went to fire it and then realized the safety was on. And then people will rack a slide and have a live round go flying out and waste a valuable live round in, a, in an environment. If you want to have time in a home invasion when you go to bed at night, if you read my book, you should have a solid core bedroom door that swings out with a deadbolt on it. You need to buy time before somebody gets in your house. Next paragraph. Having a loaded home defense gun that is chambered, which you might load and unload frequently, maybe you want to unload the gun to take it to the range, obviously makes it easier to have an accidental discharge versus if you just kept, always kept it uh, loaded and holstered. So what he's saying is that you would just be able to drop the mag out and transport the gun to the range. But it should be burnt in your brain when you drop the mag out. The next thing you do is rack the slide. Now, they, there's a company called Safe Direction. We have one in each classroom. Next time you come to the range, Nishan, ask to see it. We have this Kevlar pad. It's called Safe Direction. And we've talked about this numerous times, and I believe it's in the book. You can buy a used uh, bulletproof vest. You can also buy a trauma plate. And you can put it in a closet or a wall or something. You can always point the gun in that safe direction when you're clearing it. But if someone's going to have an accidental discharge clearing a gun before they take it to the range, they probably shouldn't have a gun in the house anyway. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. He goes, let's face it. If a shot gets fired in New Jersey home, you can best believe somebody's calling 911. And now you have to worry about possibly getting arrested and maybe even having your gun rights taken away from you because it's New Jersey. And New Jersey loves to make examples of people. Yes, law abiding people. Maybe this might not happen in rural parts of New Jersey where your ma neighbor may never hear the gunshots. But I know in Bergen County where I live, 911 is definitely getting called without a doubt. He goes, I hope I have properly painted the picture of what I'm trying to ask, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this and, uh, and what you would suggest. If you could, I'd, ref uh, I'd prefer your questions. You answer this on your show that others can learn a valuable lesson. Looking forward to the holster draw class. Thank you. Nishan Garabian, and he owns a company tuned by Nishan, N-I-S-H-A-N. I'll check it out later. Uh, but maybe it's car stuff. I'm a car guy. <laughs> so uh, I'm an everything guy. But but anyway, uh, no, we want to have it. If you're going to have a self-defense gun, you have to have enough training. It needs to be loaded. It needs to have one in a chamber. It needs to be able to, to light up immediately. But you, you have to take the mature experience, and you have to have that gun stored properly. And, yes, you should be able to empty that gun and take it to the range safely. When you come in, ask for me, brother. Good answer. Good questions. Yeah, very good. still fighting crime the old-fashioned way? Now cut crime in half the time with a fast, easy money-saving solution. Introducing the Shipbaggerator, this year's all-new crime deterrence marvel from the makers of Gun For Hire Radio. The Shipbaggerator's compact design makes it quicker and easier to use than jail cells, parole boards, lethal injections, or those costly, outdated electric chairs. Just park your Shipbaggerator in the town square 
open the lid, and drop the shit bag in. It's that simple. There's no wrong way to use it. Back and forth, side to side, round and round, shit bags go in and come out as a mound. Super sharp stainless steel blades that never need sharpening do all the work. Slice shit bags so thin, they only have one side. Built strong to last, they slice through even the toughest shit bags. Murderers, rapists, child molesters, no problem. Just set it to high, and the ship baggerator's powerful patented motor will handle them three at a time. No muss, no fuss, no bogging down. Just pop the top, drop them in, and watch as the powerful counter-rotating blades pull any size ship bag through at two feet per second. Amazing. Cleanup is a breeze. Just rinse with a fire hose or run it through the car wash. There's even a pulse setting for serial offenders. Save up the worst and delight the crowds on the 4th of July. Who needs fireworks when you've got the ship baggerator? And it's portable, so you can take it anywhere. But wait, there's more. For a limited time, we'll send you four additional sets of special stainless steel blades that never need sharpening. So now you can chop, slice, dice, and cube. The ship baggerator and four specialty blades, all for the same low, low price. Unbelievable. So don't wait. Call and get yours today. The Shit Baggerator is available only at Gun For Hire Radio. Operators are standing by. We're back. You're back. I have housekeeping to do. You do. Where'd you put that accolade from that crazy guy? I got it right here. Oh, okay. When are you going to play it? When do you want to play it? Play it now. Play it now. Hello, yes. Matt. This is Darul Donawood. You entertained <laughs> me and my family yesterday for my son's birthday. O-M-G. I fell in love with everybody there in that range that range is so beautiful and everyone is so genuine that i'm crying right now thinking about it it's one <laughs> big family i love it i'm joining uh i'm wondering can i do it online or do i have to come in and do it because if i have to come in and do it me and my son will show up tomorrow and do it and then shoot again because it's perfect you have two new members in us. So I'm just trying to find, do I do it online or do I come in and do it in person? But I want to thank you so much, brother. I want to, I want to thank you so much. It, 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 it was spectacular. Spectacular. I cannot think of a, the excitement is still in I have me. to hire There him. it is. 216 <laughs> and another one star review. And I'm still <laughs> gloating about August 2nd at 2 p.m. When, when we were with you guys. Thank you so much for showing us all that love. You have a patron forever. You have a friend forever. We are definitely joining your range. Thank you so much, brother. Um, you, can, you can call me back at 347 Nine. Yeah, well, we don't want to give his phone number out. I'm, yes, we do. <laughs> I'm, hi I'm hiring him. <laughs> yeah, that's your your cousin did well. On that. Yeah. <laughs> I got to hire this guy. I mean, wow, talk about energy. Yep. So l let me, let me. I, I love my job. That's why we have the most uh, five-star reviews on uh, Yelp and TripAdvisor and Google and everything else. I mean, it's just... It's what just the listeners don't understand is you have so many five-star reviews that in the beginning, they thought they were fake. They thought you were buying yes. the five-star reviews. If you go to Yelp, Yelp, we have less than 500 five-star reviews on Yelp. And then if you scroll down the bottom, it's, we have over 1,000 reviews that are not approved by Yelp because we get so many reviews, Yelp thinks we're shilling. We're paying for <laughs> reviews. And we're also a gun range, so anything they can do to suppress oh, us yeah, is course, what yeah. they want to do. Absolutely, there's that, sure. So let's do some housekeeping. By the way, Nishan, uh, get John Petrolino's book, by the way, Decoding Firearms, as well. Everybody should have that book. 
Uh, Marty's V-Burger, we always talk about Marty, martysvburger.com. He's also every Friday at Freakin' Vegans in Prospect Park for Freakin' Fridays. Uh, um, Gun Lawyer Podcast, Exposing the Truth About Laws Designed to Strip You of Your Freedoms. Gun Lawyer uh, by Evan Knappen. Check it out. Support those who support you, the Quarantine Crawl, uh, quarantinecrawl.com, 352A Business Products and Services. You know, so, so many people don't pay attention to that. I get emails all the time. Can you recommend a landscaper? Can you recommend a lawyer? Can you re-? So then I send them the link to the Quarantine Crawl and the email back. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. We can't forget about that. We can't forget about the Quarantine Crawl. Yeah. We, we have to support those who support you. Everywhere I go... People mention it. Oh, I get customers because of that. It's, it's a great thing that we did, you know, et cetera, et cetera. The new range should be opening very shortly. 99% of it's done. Wait till you see what's going to happen. Many surprises. We're going to have a large retail area, members, buyers, club, uh, a f- members only range, 15 ports, 25 yards, an additional 10 port range, uh, two new permanent entrances, one on McBride, one on Luc- Lackawanna. Those are going to be our two entrances and exits for the building. And uh, 220 parking spaces. Next year, we're going to open the second floor, which is two more ranges, meeting and party rooms, and a 6,500-square-foot members-only cigar lounge. Membership has its privileges. If you want to be a member, all levels of membership are open right now. We are not raising any prices at this time. We are also going to be having leagues, Sandy. The Northern New Jersey Police Revolver League will be coming here. Yes, we will start out with the leagues, and then we will start creating our own teams as well. Because we have the capacity with all the uh, new ranges and stuff now. So very, very excited for that. So this email is from uh, Zoltan. He wrote, something on your last show triggered a memory of the full version of the Mark Twain quote that people only ever cite the first three sentences of. The full quote is far more impactful. Reader, suppose you were an idiot and suppose you were a member of Congress. But I repeat myself. (laughs) Simply suppose you were a member of Congress. And suppose you started up what you believe to be your faculties and worked out the draft of a law to cover the needs of some industry or other which you did not know anything about. What would you do with the draft? Submit it to someone who did not know something about it and get instructions and advice. Yes? It is natural to think that, but the member of Congress proceeds differently. He drafts that law to cover a matter which he knows nothing about. He straightaway submits it to the National Asylum, (laughs) who are simply ignorant concerning the thing. They amend out any accidental clearness or coherences which may have escaped notice. Then they pass it, and it presently goes into effect. It goes into effect, and of course it begins to confuse and hamper interested parties because they do not understand it. But this has been foreseen and has also been provided for (laughs) in the most curious way. Each public department at Washington keeps a minor asylum of salaried inmates whose business is to invent a meaning for laws that have no meaning and and to detect meanings, meanings where they exist and distort and confuse them. This process is called interpreting, and sublime and awe-inspiring is this art, Mark Twain. That he just summed up the government, Zoltan. Pretty much. And Mark- actually, yeah, uh, Mark Twain had the, uh, must have had the United States public health system uh, in mind when he wrote that. Uh, you remember the quote, well, my f- favorite quote from Ronald Reagan is, government's first duty is to protect their people not to run their lives. Yeah, we, that's gone. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't worry about that right. anymore. And then I had, uh, where's this email? Oh, I had a Kevin Ryan who's running for Republican candidate for New Jersey Assembly, LD twenty seven. He wrote, "I like your vibe of your place, and will most definitely be back." I watched the Vice News piece about you, and would love to get some time on the calendar to get your perspective on things. I'm going to meet with him. He was recommended by the uh, Essex County uh, Republican Club, Maureen Edelson, who's a member of the range, and I've spoken before their group. They're just really good people, and uh, you know, um, 
Raphael Saw sent me an email. Hello, we met again at the range today. I had the Milwaukee tool bag. I checked the date I submitted. I was wrong. I'm not 18 weeks. He's at 12. He's waiting 12 weeks in Clifton. I actually called the Clifton police chief, wow. you know. He's thanking me for being the voice. You know, Raphael, the voice, Raphael uh, Saw, he also made uh, numerous donations, Sandy, to the charity, as well as, again, Jim Howard, again, and Matthew Beeb, I don't know if this will be the winning ticket or if it's going to be the next one. That was a one. All these guys are crazy. Rich Ford. Rich Ford says he just donates every week because he likes to hear his name. Rich Ford, Rich Ford, Richard Ford, Richie Ford, Rich Ford, Dick Ford, and uh, D Ford. Okay. So That's great. here's a great one. He wrote, fun fact, listening to the show and wanting to bring up the fact that Wawa stores have rules, even signs post that that items against the front wall where the front windows are cannot have items stacked high enough to block any view of the windows. One of the reasons I will always choose Wawa over any other store. So we talk about in my book, I talk about how I always sit outside a convenience store and I look inside and watch what's going on to make sure I don't walk into the middle of a robbery. Right. So I never knew that. So, Rich, that'll be in my next book. So Wawa makes sure that the windows are exposed. Did you ever know that, Sandy, or think I, about I it? I have noticed that, yeah. Because I've been to convenience stores like yeah. 7-Eleven or a quick check where you can't see inside. No, you really can't. They, put, they post a Slurpee sign on the window and everything else is blocking out everything. And uh, Coca-Cola cases are piled. And, yeah, you can't really see inside. Really, really um, interesting. So uh, another email from Ken Gardella. Thank you for releasing Crime Proof. Tips you outline throughout the book are invaluable. As a father with a daughter who starts college, I'm making Crime Proof a required read for her. I want her to understand and start to incorporate Condition Yellow in everyday life. One additional tip for Chapter 8, Campus Protection. In addition to informing a trusted person where you are, oh, we talked about this. In, I talked about it. He, he says you should uh, have location services on with a friend or family member. I, I want that. Now, Ken, do what uh, Marty was talking about for your daughter. She might not be able to read the whole book. She's got a lot going on. Get Post-it notes and pick the chapters that you want her to read. She should have travel, she should have shopping, and she, th she should have campus security at the very least to go over, right? Right. So Dom, Dom Fitzy, who donates, uh, he just donated to your VHS charity, yes, by the way. Dominic Fitzy wrote, just finish your book. Solid stuff, especially the majority of the population who normally exist in condition white because they're just plain naive. A lot of stuff I knew, but a lot of great tips I picked up and I'm making my own adjustments on as well. Anyone who reads this and listens to your weekly show and wants to expand their newfound knowledge base should pick up Left of Bank. I said these last week, by the way. I got to get I got to get with the program. I don't know what's going on with me. Uh, <laughs> what? Don't talk to me that way. What? No. Okay. What? Uh, I thought God. that voice stopped with when the medication was adjusted. So, I got one more letter before we go into a very important learning section. Remember I said that we haven't heard from uh, uh, Dominic Iannuzzi? Yeah. Uh, well, Dominic has, was fighting uh, non-Hodgkin's uh, lymphoma, uh -huh. and his health is getting better, and he's getting there. He's got some other health issues he's trying to address, but he's still alive and well, and he thanks us all for his well wishes. And our friend across the pond, Sandy, Stephen Shorter. Yeah, Stephen. Um, so he wrote, hey, Anthony. Now, he, I don't know if he heard the show. I sent him an email after the show last week. He wrote, hi, Anthony. Apologize for the silence. Life has been a little hectic. Over the course of lockdown, I was evicted and have been bouncing oh from sofa God. to sofa. Oh he goes, though, goodness. yep, fingers crossed, I've sorted something out for myself. I work for the railway, and if you know anything about the U U.K., you'll know that the train network constitutes the arteries of my country propelling people around the land and through their lives. To see it dead and utterly empty for nearly a year, to know that life was utterly on hold, held hostage by fear mongers and politicians, about broke my heart. Now things are picking up again, and I can only hope we aren't locked down again. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll I, see. He goes, I also picked up a new straight-pull AR built by Olympic Arms in the 1990s to circumvent your assault weapons van ban. It's nice to ring steel at two or 300 yards, and with the suppressor, it's quiet as a 22. Even as a straight-pull bolt action, it was built this way to beat the U.S. assault weapons ban. I'm familiar with that. It runs through 30-round mags faster than my wallet can keep up with it. <laughs> he also adds, my recent struggles with eviction and sofa surfing have really 
drilled home the idiocy of safe storage laws. When gun ownership is dependent on the permanent fixture of an expensive gun cabinet. You don't think about that there. It's like New Jersey. Right. It just becomes discrimination of people, usually working class folks. Well, no kidding. Always the third tier. Right. Who don't own their own homes and are in the mercy uh, at the mercy of fickle landlords? How's that for a topic discussion for your show? Uh huh. Yeah. Absolutely. I hope you are both well and the range is keeping up. Never lay down. If you fight, you may not win, but if you do not fight, you will surely lose. Kind regards, Stephen Shorter. Yep. All laws, uh, all gun laws are racist and classist for sure. And Stephen, I wish you well. I yeah, hope you uh, everything man. you get back on your feet. Because we would like to, um, we would like to see you back here, uh, uh, you know, responding and everything on the show. So uh, I'm hoping he's listening. All right, so let's let's talk a little bit about one of our own. I got a, this learning uh, thing, and uh, it's interesting. Hold on. Uh, okay, uh, name for only. Okay, so. Uh, Scott that works for us and his wife Lisa mm-hmm. so his wife Lisa went um, into the hospital she's having back problems and uh, we talk about safety in my book and I say the only thing you should keep with you is your cell phone and a cell phone charger because anything else could quite possibly be stolen right so now I've only had text exchange with Scott because he's taking care of his wife so I may be embellishing a little bit and if I am when Scott posts his show uh, Sunday night we'll, uh, we'll address it but uh, Lisa was in her room, and she hears a fracas going on. And uh, lo and behold, a nurse's boyfriend came in, and the nurse's boyfriend, who was unauthorized, by the way, in the hospital, they start having a fight, and in the middle of the fight, he overdoses. And Lisa calls... In the hospital? Yeah. Lisa calls 911 from her cell phone. Oh, my God. Because she's scared. Yeah. She can't move because of her back. She's bedridden, Right talk about being a victim yeah so anyway to, to make a long story short she uh can't move she calls 911 the police come the guy in fact overdoses and they gurney him away and the nurse that works there admits to giving her boyfriend drugs um, that facilitated the overdose and they oh. took her out in handcuffs and then Lisa finds out half of the uh nurses and workers on the floor she's on are mad at her because she called 911 oh great yeah. Oh, so the boyfriend could have come in with a firearm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What and, you know, we've talked about this where you're you're vulnerable in a hospital, okay? Very, yes. She's bedridden. Yeah. Okay? Right. And Even crime more. is committed in hospitals all the time. And I say the only thing you should have in a hospital is your phone and your charger. And luckily she was awake and she had the charger and she had her phone with her and she was able to call 911. Yeah. Who knows? If maybe they wouldn't have called nine one one. Maybe the shitem would have just been on the floor dying, and nobody would have said a word. Right. 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 I mean, that's why you have to be in condition yellow all the time. You have to. You. Ugh, anyway, it's it's. I, I I can't even think about it. But let's hope she gets out in a day or two, and uh, you know we'll uh, we'll handle it from there. You know, you have to keep your guard up all the time. People go to beaches. I hate beaches. But they just caught a guy in Wildwood who was stealing beach tags, Sandy. You know, I mean, something as petty as that. Off of towels and things like that? Yeah, people put them on their bags or whatever. You know, they take, so he was. He's probably selling them, yeah. Yeah, he watches you. He sees you going. I don't even know how much it costs. They didn't mention it in the article. But anywhere a little bit of crime can exist, guess what? A little bit of crime can exist. Then I got another one. This is this is really nice. This is what it's coming to because in New York, you know, between um, Big Bird de Blasio and Harpo Cuomo, they could give a shit about the third tier, right? right. They have protective details 24-7. So. Absolutely. You ready? A man choked a woman unconscious and tried to rape her on a Manhattan subway this week. No. Yep, the 40-year-old victim was sitting on a northbound sea train approaching the last stop on 168th Street in Washington Heights around 10 p.m. Tuesday when a stranger approached uh, when a stra- sorry, when a stranger approached uh, and demanded money. 
Then he slammed her into the train car seats and strangled her until she temporarily lost consciousness. Then he placed his hands inside her bra and attempted to rape her. When the train pulled into the station, the sicko allegedly dragged the woman onto the platform where he was going to continue to sexually assault her, but people started yelling, and he ran away. 10 o'clock at night on a subway for a woman. Man, I feel for people. I don't know. I don't know how people, I don't know how people can do it, you know? Uh, I don't know how ha- people live in that city. And there you, aren't you, too many people left living in that city. Well, the rich and the yeah. connected yes, are exactly. still living All in the city. All with private uh, security details. and You know, they, yeah. they're, they're okay. And, you know, the, the, the uh, rich and connected people, uh, they don't have to worry about that. They pull up and they have a doorman building or whatever. These are the third-tier people that are paying the majority of the taxes and stuff that have to take a subway at 10 o'clock at night and you can't even be safe and nobody could give a shit anymore, right? Right. Yep. So, uh, oh my God. Hold on one second. Jesus. Man, people are killing me. I'm so sorry about that, guys. I was trying to find this article. All right, here's one. We've talked about this all the time. Um, A fake meter man in the Bronx, Mm. gained entry to a house and uh, said he was checking meters and he robbed the house and he beat Niccolo Rappa to death, a 91-year-old man, after after robbing everything out of the guy's house, okay? And, uh, you know, some cameras in the area caught it and everything and um, his daughter is devastated. His daughter's probably in her 60s, all right? Uh, you know, and uh, people do this all the time. It's so easy to get a uniform. And uh, I talk about this in, in my book all the time. As our people get older and older, our family members and, and loved ones and everything, you know, we have to really, really think about how we're going to protect them. Like I said, put a ring doorbell camera on grandpa's house and you can see who's coming in and out of the house i mean that's a great deterrent too from a fake meter man from coming and i mean you you, we just hear about this and and see it more and more uh you know uh, the grandpa and grandma scams where they call and say mom or dad i was in an accident right and i need money and i don't want i don't want mom to know can you please you know uh send me money or whatever the case may be it happens all the time or they get they gain admission into the house and uh, when they when they get gain admission into the house they'll go through all the top drawers they'll grab whatever they can legal documents and everything listen don't be surprised man people could leave the title to their car the old people's cars are paid off they'll leave the title to their car on the yeah. on the nightstand and some scum will take it and transfer the car to them or sell it right 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 that's right <sighs> So, you know, this guy was spent all his life, you know, and uh, now he's 91 years old and a guy pretending he's there to read the meter. I mean, I don't even think there's meters in houses anymore. All the readers are outside now, maybe still in New York. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, New York. There's a lot of places where it's going to be like that. You know, but to have cameras in the house. Yeah. With an alert on your smartphone. Now, we don't know the situation there. This guy was 91 years old. His daughter might have been 70. Right. And maybe she's not technologically savvy either, right? right? But could you imagine if they had a doorbell camera and a couple of cameras inside the house, people would have been alerted to that guy's presence. Like the doorbell cam, like my parents says, I'd be answering the phone. Right. You know, I'd be answering the phone and going, uh, yeah, uh, the, the, the doorbell, hi, can I help you? Yeah, right. Uh, no, I'm sorry, we're busy right now. Have a nice day. Oh, okay, I was looking for Mr. So-and-so. Yeah, that's my dad. He's here, but I'm here with him right now. Oh, okay. Bye. Have a nice day. Right. These these are the things you have to think about when you go to your parents' house or apartment. Make sure everything's locked, including the garage, the basement doors, the windows. Elderly people don't remember to do this. And again, I'm not throwing ageism. We all start. I'm 60 now. I forget shit. Okay. Yeah, right. I can't imagine somebody at 90. All right. right? Exactly. Yeah. 
Tell your parents to never open the door to strangers. They're not going to listen. Right, Sandy? That's right. Right. I have it right on page 244 of my book. On that note, tell your parents to never open the door to strangers, even if they are wearing a company uniform. These scams are very popular, and they prey on the elderly. People can come in to perform a service, unlock a back door, and then let their buddy, their buddy can come in, and they can clean the house out. All right? The problem with most elderly is they become too trusting. They will let anyone into their house who has a good story and then there could they could be there to clean their parents possessions out all right always remember that chain locks on doors provide a false sense of security one swift kick or push at a train chain lock will break right off right right deadbolts are the best way to go electronic locks are good listen my house has electronic locks my parents have a key because my mother will never use the electronic keypad you know, she will never use it so she has a key true. Do a sweep of your loved one's houses. Look for their valuables, money, jewelry, any other valuables. The person you are looking after may be reluctant to have you take their possessions for safekeeping. So securing them inside the home might be your first option. Look, Mom, I'm not taking this stuff from you. Let's lock it up for your security. Yeah, All right? right? Mom, this is the password. And then she, if she forgets it, then you're the only one that has access to it, right? Right. A strong box or, what, or whatever it is. I don't care if you get a long horizontal tissue box and hide stuff, hide their valuables in there so and put tissues on top of it so yep. that when yep. somebody comes in, they're not looking for it there, all right? You want to make sure your parents don't leave important papers on the kitchen table. How many of we all of us gone to an elderly family member's house and every oh, their whole life is laid out on a kitchen table? Absolutely. Or dining room table in my father's yes, case. Right, yeah. right, right. Criminals can take pictures of important papers on their phone camera, Sandy. Right. All right. There could be passwords right. written on those papers. Yep. All right. The other thing Account a criminal numbers. Correct, correct. Anything that has enrollment in paperless options should be considered. Have those documents sent to an email address that you also have access to. That's very easy to do, all right? You know, mombills at comcast.com and have you get a copy of that email too. All your mom's emails, you could have a copy or your dad's, all right? The next thing you have to do is have a hard conversation with the elderly parent or loved one uh, who manages their own finances say something like you guys are getting older if something to were, were to happen to you I need to know what's going on I want to be your backup then maybe you can find out what's going on what transactions have been made etc you should also ask them what their will where their will is tell them you need this information to give you peace of mind you have to be like mom you're going to leave all this pressure on me you're going to be passed I'm going to grieve and I have to unscrew all of this right Yep. It's also a good time to switch your parents over to online banking. Their Social Security, pension, et cetera, should all be direct deposit. Again, every old person I know goes to the bank three times a week because it gives them something to do. Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's an Can I get my balances? Yes, Mr. Smith. You were here yesterday for your balances, yeah, too. Right. I know. Right. I need my balances. Yeah. Right. Uh, their Social Security pension should be direct deposit. This makes it less likely for checks to be stolen in the mail and gives them fewer trips to the bank. Yes, this one can be difficult because the elderly can be stubborn about change, but you need to assure them it's for their personal security. Mom, Dad, you worked hard all your life to amass this amount of savings. You realize it could be stolen today with one hack or one data breach or something, something they probably don't even understand. Right. You need to scare yeah. them a little bit. Right, right. Next thing you do is do an inventory of everything they have. Take pictures of their jewelry, watches, electronics, bank accounts, everything else you can think of, and put them in a folder in the cloud, Sandy. Mom and dad's personal stuff. Yeah. So now you have bank account numbers. You have birth certificates. You have social security pictures. Everything you need, including pictures of their watches, jewelry, deeds, titles, anything like that you have to contact their pension company when they're deceased good luck finding that right? right take pictures of everything while they're still around once you have all the information you need get a shredder and shred all the old papers in their parents house older people tend to hang on to everything all right not good and you don't want to just throw it out in the garbage because it'll end up in the public domain today you yeah. just never know they probably have scanners on garbage uh, garbage disposals yeah, right exactly on another safety note you should never let the elderly go shopping alone they are very vulnerable they can be putting bags in their car totally unaware of what's going around on in their surroundings 
That's a prime time for someone to mug them, steal their purse, etc. The best time for them to go grocery shopping is weekdays early in the morning. Certain stores have special senior hours as as well. There's no reason to go over the weekend or at night. If they live in assisted living, get them to bring a buddy or companion to go with. My parents live in a 55 and older, and the town has the, the bus jitney. And they go shopping trips and stuff. My father still drives now, but it's a viable option for them as they get older. Where like every like twice a week at ten in the morning, the bus pulls up, and the seniors get in and they go to Shoprite. And then on Thursdays they go to Kohl's or something. You yeah, know? right. And uh, right, right. It's a, it's to me it's a great way uh, to uh, uh, to give another another level of protection for our loved ones and again it it happens over time right sandy yeah. they slowly start to get a little older and less sharp over time and we kind of don't notice it yeah it's it's an insidious thing it just slips by and you know if you, especially if you're seeing them every single day or every week or whatever it just you don't realize the that, that the capacities become diminished a little bit Correct, correct. And we can't have that. We have to, you know, pay attention to that. If you see their skills are starting to diminish and they're just not as sharp as they used to be, we really, really have to um, have to take control of the situation. Before also, that happens, yeah. Correct. I, oh, as Speaking of self-defense and parents and stuff like that, finally we're back. The band is back together. Friday, September 3rd. Uh, Atenzia Kali pen class. Nice. Okay. Yes. Um, what is this? Self. And then we're also going to have the inaugural Gun for Hire self defense class, and that's going to be Friday, September seventeenth, from five to nine p.m. You're also going to get a copy of Crime Proof when you take that class. Nice. Yes. So first one, Atenzia Kali self defense pen class is going to be uh, Friday, September third, from uh, five p.m. till nine p.m. It's listed under classes on our website. And our first ever uh, self-defense class, gunfire self-defense class, will be September 17th from 5 p.m. till 9 p.m. also, and you will get a copy of Crime Proof. Uh, Remember now, September 24th, I will be going to the Friends of the NRA dinner banquet in Hunterton Hills at the Hunterton Hills uh, Playhouse in Hampton, New Jersey. If you're interested in attending or donating or whatever, buying tickets or seats, uh, it's uh, just go on friendsofthenra.org. And uh, type in New Jersey. It's the easiest way to do it. I don't want to give you the long. They, you know, the NRA has a permalink assigned to the site. It's 977 characters. So yeah, right, exactly. just go fnra.org. <laughs> NRA yes, of course. <laughs> fnra.org. Go on it and uh, meet us there that night. I'm going to be donating some stuff. I'm going to be bringing some of my people. Uh, hopefully, COVID doesn't squash it because uh, today Emperor Murphy is going to be announcing. Uh, Masks are going to be required for all kids from K to 12 again. And uh, pretty soon, uh, masks will be required for all indoor retail, et cetera, et cetera, coming as well. So it's... Uh, yeah, we yeah. don't know what's really going on. Like I said to my wife the, the other day, this is the first time in my entire career I cannot trust data coming from anywhere. But that Delta variant, <clears throat> if, um, you know, sadly enough, looking at, N, uh, you know, and. Uh, data coming from the uh, uh, from Britain from the NHS uh, which used to be a joke um, the uh, efficacy of the vaccine is really in question so you know just a just a word of caution to everybody even if you have been vaccinated uh, it does look like um, the uh, vaccine is is not as uh, protective as they had once hoped with the uh, Delta variant. And, you know, we're seeing massive rises in cases to the point that, uh, you know, a tenfold rise in cases, the attack rates have gone from uh, one to two to nine to 11, uh, which is kind of like the difference between a common cold and the chicken pox. And anybody who's ever had kids or you've been a kid yourself, you understand how contagious chicken pox is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, we have not seen a decline as we would expect to see in a natural occurring virus, read whatever you want from that, um, it, in death rates. Uh, typically, a, a virus as it progresses uh, becomes much more contagious as it does, as it mutates, and becomes less and less deadly uh, because viruses do not want to kill their host. Uh, that's not their purpose. They want to communicate with one another. 
So uh, just be a little bit careful. And remember uh, those paper face masks, the gator masks, all that other nonsense. Anything other than an N95 respirator worn properly uh, is not a good thing. 60% alcohol will uh, annihilate this virus no higher. 90% is not better than 60%. It is actually worse. Gotcha. And uh, bleach is not so great. What about uh, an alcohol? What proof alcohol kills the virus? Uh, 60%. Yeah, 60%. Drinking alcohol. Uh, yeah, mean. well, that uh, well, you have to go up to proof. So now you're dealing in the moonshine category. So exactly. I'm, I'm with you. Yes. Uh, we don't so drink but, either of us, so. No, but moonshine has a, you know, double effect. It sure does, yeah. Yeah, you can, even if you get COVID, you won't give a crap. So if you drink enough of it and gargle with it. So yeah. do, you think we're, do you think we're headed to full lockdowns again? I don't know what the politicians are going to do. That's the only thing you can, you know, and, and then this thing is so damn political that you, we can't even speak of it. I mean, we, I, I can't even speak of it to my colleagues. So, um, you know, we talk about it in secret, and which is sad, oh, very sad, yeah. because science is dead. Uh, but I don't know. I, I you never know what they're going to do. Uh, um, I'm just speaking to our family and just say, look, just be careful. Uh, just just the fact that you have been vaccinated really does not mean anything right now. Gotcha. Uh, you know the levels of contagion are still just as high with vaccinated people. There's again what data is presenting. We I don't know. I always put a big question mark on that because I don't know whether that's true or not. Should we send uh, Cuomo up on the next rocket? I would think that uh, he would be good um, to go to visit nursing homes. Uh, did, you, <laughs> did you, I don't know if you happen to see the article in the Post, uh, this woman, uh, a Cadillac, was driving through San Francisco, and a woman, uh, sorry, Sandy, and a woman uh, is leaning out the window with an AK-47. <laughs> no, I did not see that in San Francisco. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> Through Nancy Pelosi's neighborhood, uh-huh. would that be? Or? Yeah, she, they haven't found her yet. They found the car, but she was riding shotgun with an AK-47. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, she was hanging out of it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, she's, uh, she was riding hard, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, That's great. Crazy, crazy times, yes, man. Yes, it is good. Uh, so anyway, that's it, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all. Uh, come down and check out Mon- Mount Gunmore. Uh, we have NRA classes, Utah Concealed CCW, and Sandy is now going to talk to you about VHS of Ocean County. I want to thank everyone who's donated to VHS of Ocean County. There are veterans getting care because of you. Um, you know... We always say each one reach one. Thank you for promoting it. Um, we're going to be probably putting up another VHS request uh, pretty soon because the first program worked out great and the veterans and veterans' families are so happy. Unfortunately, we can't um, you know, have them tell you because of privacy and whatnot, but they are elated. They're just so happy. Thank you so much, you guys. Well, it looks like the clock on the wall says it all. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a counterfeit media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of uh, author of Crime Proof Book, our show hey. host, Anthony <laughs> <laughs> Stop that. The, you see what I have to put up with? And the rest of the crew here at Gun for Hire Radio, you should hear what happens off air. We love you guys. We will see you again next week. Thank you, Ed Green, for giving me that thing. That thing. Bye. From sea to the shine.